Hi there, I'm Phoebe Siggins. I'm the Chief Operations Officer at Little Black Book. Today I'm very excited to say that after a summer debut quizzing Chris Turner about 360 degree audio, the lovely team at Jungle have let me back into the building to ask them more questions about the world of audio post-production. Uh, quite hilarious they did because I believe I needed quite a lot of editing the first time, but I'm hoping it won't be too bad this time. <laughs> the reason we're here today is a couple of years ago, they had me and the team join them in the studio for a taster of their CPD accredited workshop. Um, it was super insightful and also resulted in me quite hilariously butchering Martine McCutcheon's performance in Love Actually with some very poor ADR voice acting. But three years later, these workshops have evolved and grown. Agency production teams, creatives and film directors from across London have been dropping in to expand their team's working knowledge of audio posts. So I thought it was about time we heard from the teachers who have also been taking this into schools recently as well. So um, today I'm here with sound engineers Sean Mahoney. Hello. And Stuart Allenhind. Hey. Uh, these are the guys that run these brilliant sessions, but I've also brought along my colleague um, LBB Features writer Tara McCurr. Hello, hello. And um, Tara actually joined LBB last year um, and came in to do one of Jungle's um, recent workshops with the rest of the LBB editorial team. So I thought it'd be great to bring together the teachers and the pupils to explain what London's creatives and the next generation of creatives are getting so excited about. Amazing. Thanks, Vivi. Um, Sean and Stu, hello again. How are we? Hey. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good to see you again. So, obviously, we're going to do a bit of a deep dive into what these workshops actually are and what they look like. But I thought a good place to start is usually the beginning, right? So, maybe you could tell us a little bit about how you guys got into the industry, first of all. Um, how long have you been at the game? Yeah. So, I've been in the industry years and years. I've started as uh, 18, uh, doing teas, coffees as a runner, working my way up the ladder. And then going to assistant sound engineering or transfer engineering which is basically helping the studios run and facilitating the backup sound effect searches all that kind of stuff and then went into actual sound engineering after that so it's a kind of worked my way up the ranks really a rite of passage so to speak <laughs> and yeah well, same for me really I mean um, I started a bit later than Stewie uh, but yeah worked my way up the ranks um, started running then into transfer and now I'm an, an engineer with Stewie I want to know a little bit more about the workshops, but primarily I want to know how did they come about? What was the motivation for them? How did this all kind of get started? One of the big conversations that we're having now within the industry is kind of removing the barriers that exist. And something that's coming up a bit more frequently now is um, the barrier that exists of people not actually knowing that these roles and these worlds exist, right? So all of these different things that people have absolutely no clue about. I imagine that that was maybe part of the motivation for setting up these workshops, would I be right? I don't think it takes long to acknowledge that, you know, nepotism is a big thing in the industry. It's all mm. about who you know. Everyone says that, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm. And we wanted to do a bit about breaking down these barriers and opening the network of, of what we do to a, to a wider range, you know. We want more female engineers out there. We want people from different backgrounds. It will benefit the industry. It will benefit the creative process. It will benefit our work. So that was definitely one of the kind of motivators into what why we do the workshops. So part of it is obviously access, right? So 
that is where we have, you know, maybe young people coming into the industry and like you said, getting more female sound designers potentially into it. But you're also working on the kind of more professional, established industry side of things too, right? Yeah, it doesn't take long being a sound engineer to kind of notice that a lot of the people we work with could do with a bit more education and experience in the studio and taking the time to ask the questions that maybe you don't get time for in the actual studio sessions. Well, that's really interesting, actually, because we have heard, you know, over the past 10 years in this industry, there's been a lot less time and resource available for the starter level, entry level people coming into the industry to get them that face-to-face experience that, you know, some of the most senior people had when they first joined the industry. So that makes total sense. So you've got you've got four different workshops right within the set, and I was just wondering if you before we kind of jump in, you're able to tell us a little bit about each one. Yeah, absolutely. So firstly, we have our foundation in audio post production workshop. So this is a bit of a general overview as to what we do in audio post production, uh, and this would be for people that are relatively new to um, the industry and who haven't spent much time in a post production studio. And then next, we have our sound for TV, radio, and cinema workshop. Uh, This is more of an in-depth look at audio post-production. We cover things like session management and basically how to get the most out of your audio post-production sessions. Uh, Next, we have our creative sound workshop. So this is really for creatives and directors. Um, We look at the endless possibilities of, uh, of sound and what you can do with it creatively. And then lastly, we have our 360 immersive sound workshop. So this is everything surround sound, binaural. Um, yeah. And yeah, Tara, actually, the reason we got you here is you did one very recently. And I'd love to kind of get your perspective on what that was like as someone who was fairly new to the industry and hadn't known so much about sound design beforehand. What was it, the workshop that you actually did? Um, yeah, I think kind of speaking to the point that you guys were making about like it really demystifies things. And that was certainly the case for me. You know, I was obviously coming in with zero experience. And the closest thing that I'd really come to knowing anything about sound at all was speaking to sound designers for behind the work features that we'd be doing with Little Black Book. So, yeah, I'd actually done um, a few for one of your colleagues. And I'd heard about terms like Foley and binaural sound. I know, very snazzy that I remember, (laughs) but without really knowing what it was. So I was writing the words and I could look at definitions. And that's one thing, but being able to learn about these things in like a very hands-on, quite tangible way was so, so cool. Also, I must say, you guys are absolutely great. I swear, you're so full of energy and you can tell that you absolutely love what you do. And that's just such a beautiful sight to see. It's really, really infectious. So, like, I want to thank you for that. It was so good to be around. Now, I know that I'm saying that I was coming with no background experience and things like that, but I'm kind of wondering, are there any prerequisites that you think participants should have so that they can kind of get the most out of the sessions? Um, no, not really. I mean, we tend to tailor the workshops dependent on people's experience, their ability, and, and, and generally what they're trying to get out of the workshops. I, I even think my mum would love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like anyone who, who it really is an eye opener, it's like, what do you do again, Stuart? And it's like, oh, here we go. Like... <laughs> You know about this 
a world of sound design or like the idea that that David Attenborough show doesn't have any, you know, all the sound effects are made in the studio and all this, but you don't really know it until you come and experience it and mm. you get in the booth and you rustle around in a sand pit. <laughs> so yeah, literally anyone, like yeah, I, I think you've you've absolutely no clue, like. Um... I remember you brought up a scene from Brave, the Disney film. My favourite film. And <laughs> what, what she's doing, she's shooting a bow and arrow and it's landing on a bullseye and then there's a crowd cheering. And there was a particular moment in that scene that you were trying to recreate the sound for it. Mm. And I remember being stood with you, Stewie, in that little box room beside that weird head. What is it you call it? Bert? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Binaural Bert, yeah. Binaural Bert. <laughs> And yeah. yeah, we were stood there and you asked me to pick something out of your bag of tricks and I ended up picking a football. You were asking me to rub it and massage it in this particular way and for the life of me, could I get this ball to make a sound? No. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. 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 No, but it's good fun. It's always um, the Foley part of the workshops always tend to get everyone um, quite excited. It's great. Um, it's great. Yeah. But, you know, even if you wanted to, you know, you realised your team could do with a radio workshop and a bit more experience in making mm. a radio ad, then we can tailor that as well. Yeah. I mean, there's probably areas, actually, Shawnee, we haven't thought about that we could do workshops on. It's cool. It's, like, so customizable, right? Mm. It seems like you don't have a one-size-fits-all model. The, th- the thing is, if we ran the exact same workshop, I think people have got different... Um, experience levels. We've kind of got a bit of a structure down, but we try and customise them depending on who's coming in. Yeah. Do you yeah. enjoy doing them? Yeah, I I do enjoy doing them. Like like you said, Tara, that um, that we kind of get quite excited. It, it makes you realise how fun our job is and the fact that we do some ridiculous things in our day to day. You're going to say the what? opposite. You're going to say I hate I them. I hate. No, <laughs> I love doing them when I know what I'm doing so if to go into something like this blind and be told right speak to 20 people about what you do I think I'd be a nervous wreck but now we've got it down and we've got so many great elements that we've finessed over the years of like actually how could we do this better and what could what's a great clip that we can demonstrate now we've got this down that Sean and I can actually bounce off each other I love that element of it the other point I love about it as a result of these workshops we've had kids hit us up that would have never known about this industry is just, I'm like, if I make one kid's day or, you know, inspire someone to take up sound engineering that never thought of it, yeah, I can hang my boots up there. I'm done. Yeah, I I think kind of going off the back of what you're saying, like how much fun it is and how much you enjoy it, like I've obviously seen that firsthand, but I'm a firm believer in making play be a vehicle towards learning it's like whenever you don't know that you're learning that's whenever you learn the most and often that comes from just being like a wee bit silly and you know the workshop to me it certainly felt like play is that something that you have done intentionally or has it just ended up happening by virtue of you two being quite silly (laughs) (laughs) you know what I think uh from my own experience, and if I go into a workshop and it's just someone going through the PowerPoint notes, I'm I've switched off after Death five by minutes. PowerPoint. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so we've got a pretty good PowerPoint going as well, though. We in, do, in, we do. In situ, you know what? It's, we've got get we've got pretty good at PowerPoint. Oh my gosh, we certainly have done. Yeah, it's it's finding that right balance of giving people information, but at the same time getting them involved. There's yeah, there's no better way of learning than getting hands on. So we try and you know do as much kind of yeah. Foley recording and getting everyone in the booth and I think because Stewie and I are kind of quite into what we do we get quite energised so 
Yeah. We get, we get a bit excited. We do get a bit excited. <laughs> yeah. When I was doing your session, so I did mine a couple of years ago, um, but I also, like Tara, got to do some Foley. I think mine was... Uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs or great something film. Like that. another great film yeah, another great <laughs> there's a bit uh, of a theme with this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you had lots of I think at this point it was like pouring glasses of water clacking key he was a guy in a lab trying to set up the lab ready for this big moment in the film and it was really fun because I was there kind of thinking you actually had to remake the sounds quite a few times because you're just when when you play it back. But then you start to realise actually it's not just people sitting in a room clacking keyboards and, and messing about. There's actually a real craft and finesse to getting this perfect and getting people to hear it correctly. Yeah. And the other thing was also you mentioned it just briefly earlier about getting people in the voice booth. I got to have a go at that as well. And honestly, butchering that session, I never thought it would be so difficult to read a single line. With five people staring at me. But it was intense. (laughs) But then it gave me a real appreciation for voice actors, how they work, how they perform. And I think actually, you know, whether you're a a young person that's looking at coming into this industry or someone within the industry that might be crafting film, it can help you get a better understanding of, I guess, the pressures on Mm -hmm. those individuals Mm -hmm. and how to work with them better, Mm -hmm. right? I think in a session, when you've got two or three hours, you're against the clock or whatever, something has to play out, you don't have time to get in the booth and see what it's like and experience it and Mm. speak to people on the talk back and get five different opinions on how a line is delivered. So I think just to get that experience and understanding, you might be like, oh, well, actually, in future, when I direct a voiceover, it might be helpful to say X, Y, and Z. Whatever techniques you might come up with as a result of your experience of being in the booth to just help the voiceover out, I think it's invaluable. I totally agree. I kind of find that a lot of people within the creative industries specifically are always very driven about creating better work and making Mm. craft better. And to me, something like this is one of the best ways to do it. It could give you the edge over your other competition, your other clients, that kind of thing that might just get you that award win that year or something yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what our yeah. kind of creative sound workshop's quite good for. It's like um, showing the tools of sound and what we can do with it um, and looking at the endless possibilities. Because, yeah, like we said, in session, you don't necessarily have that time to kind of go through what what can be done. In all that time and in all those workshops, what would you say is the most surprising thing that people either do or don't know about audio post? I think... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to jump in. <laughs> you take this one, surely. I think the main one is how surprised people are with how much sound is replaced when you're watching television or film. I don't think they really... I think... <laughs> I think most people think that every sound you hear has been captured there on set. Um, I think we break a few hearts when we kind of (laughs) (laughs) give away the delusion that's not the case. So, yeah. That was the one that got me because I always feel like you realise, oh, actually, probably only like, what, 5-10% is recorded on set or less? (laughs) And then you realise, actually, what I was listening to was someone crinkling a bag of crisps, not the snow on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Have you noticed now that when you're watching films and stuff, you'll kind of listen out for things more so? Yeah. Now, now that I've done, now that you've yeah, done it, that, yeah, a hundred percent. And I think pretty sure everyone at Jungle said this to me at some point. But they always say, you will, you, you won't notice if the sound is amazing. Yeah. You will only pick up if the sound is bad. Mm. So, but having done these workshops, it's such an amazing way to work out 
what is really good sound design yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and especially if that's part of your role or part of your job in creating films or content or music videos or mm. whatever, it's such an important part of the process that you need to have an ear for. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, working in sound yourselves has a completely ruined listening to sound for pleasure for yes. you guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just the nodding heads, the resounding yes. Yeah, uh, I can admire it, but it take the illusion's gone a bit. Do you know the illusion yeah. of the magic of film for me? Mm. I end up thinking, oh, that's a that edit's a bit wild or great, or but it's <laughs> yeah. an edit or or the sound there, or that's definitely that line's ADR'd or post. Yeah, post-sung. no, I can't, I, I can't help myself, and it drives my um, girlfriend mad when I go, wait, rewind that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh god, that's been dubbed really badly. I feel yeah. like we get that at LBB as well because we obviously looking at all the different craft parts. So like, as much as the sound, you sometimes it breaks that illusion. You get it with pretty much everything post the, the grade when you see everything. the like bare yeah. rushes I'm like oh my goodness this just is grey like yeah, 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 <laughs> I had no yeah, idea yeah. but then we all have to pretty much talk between ourselves because our partners are going to absolutely kill us if we bring up yeah, one genuinely. more time like what is that <laughs> <laughs> no one cares yeah. no, one, no one cares yeah <laughs> I wanted to ask you this guy's question earlier and I totally forgot. Because, you know, some people will come to this with studio knowledge, like you say, and others won't. Um, you're obviously customising those sessions. With the people that don't necessarily know what will be interesting or useful to them, what is the process like with you guys in terms of finding out what would be best to, to talk to them about or what best to show them to help them either with their education or their job role? I always say, you know, if someone's like, we want to book in a workshop, I'd be like, great, let's jump on a Zoom call. Can I give you a shout on the phone? Can we just see where you're at? And and actually, what do you want the team to get out of it? Because there's more than likely, there's more than one person. There'll probably be mm-hmm. a minimum of five people, maybe 15, maybe 20. So what's the experience levels? Um, what what do you want to come away with feeling more confident in doing, you know, in, in your job, in what you do? So that is the questions we ask that form the workshops that we then can curate. Mm. I guess the big question is also, how do, if someone's listened to this and they're thinking, yeah, actually, I want to get involved, how, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? How do they go about it? So if you head over to our website, junglestudios.co.uk, there's a whole section there with a load of information on our workshops. Um, and there you'll find all the contact info you need. Ah, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Sean and Stewie, for taking the time to chat with Tara and I today. Hope you had as much fun as we did. And um, safe to say, as two huge fans of the workshops and Jungle Studios, we'll be spreading the word. Yeah, I second that. And look, it seems like you guys are doing an absolutely wicked job. So keep doing what you're doing, really. And yeah, maybe we'll drop into another session soon. Yeah, sounds good, guys. All right. Well, thanks so much. Thanks, guys.